Hallelujah. You know, as, uh, as we are going to get ready to get into the Word, uh, I was thinking of... How many of here, how many here are born again? How many are saved? Everybody, right? All of us are. And what I was thinking about is, isn't it interesting that God sent Jesus to bring salvation, correct? And once that person has believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus, that he died, was raised again, and believed God sent him uh, as Savior of the world, uh, that that person is born again, right? And, and he's saved. Um, then you would think that after the Old Testament was written, and even after the Gospels were penned, that it would be a situation where when a person made that confession of faith, and if God's only desire was that we be saved, and we would go to heaven, then why ain't we out of here? Does that make sense? Why are we out of here? If that was the game plan, why put us through the rest of this trip? Do you know what I'm saying? We may as well have just and one less folk that got to be here and deal. But he didn't. When Paul did those missionary journeys and went to all the different places in Asia Minor, etc., etc., and then he even came back through to encourage those who believed, or he sent letters which we have the privilege of having a part of this canon of scripture. He sent letters to the saints at Rome, to those in Galatia, to those in Corinth and Ephesus and Thessalonica, you know what I'm saying, Thessalonica. He sent these letters even to the people, Titus and, and, and Timothy, or Peter wrote. So what are we saying? We're not coming Because we want to get saved. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Amen. We're not coming to fellowship with each other. Or coming, as the word says, to uh, assemble together. We're not coming because we're trying to get saved. That's right. But we're coming to be encouraged in the walk that God wants us to engage in. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. God has us here because he wants us to walk out the truth that's in his word. 
And that's why it's so important to understand that there is a reward at the end of this part of the journey. Beyond just, I'm saved. Does everybody understand? Because, and the reason I'm emphasizing that is because I think last time we were together, we shared uh, that at the Olympics, if it was time to give out the gold and the bronze and the silver medals, suppose this person up in the stands decided, okay, well, I'm coming out the stands. And they get ready to step out on the field. And security says, where are you going? And the person says, I'm going to get, my, get a reward. <laughs> and, and the man said, <laughs> a reward for what, sir? Well, they're giving out the gold and the, and the bronze and the, and the silver medal. And the security guard says, sir, I don't remember seeing you out there doing any of the uh, uh, exercises or events. I didn't see you out there. Oh, no, I wasn't out there. <laughs> I was sitting back there in the stands. Well, sir, uh, they're giving rewards to those who were in the events. <laughs> and you weren't there. What you mean? <laughs> I'm here at the Olympics, Anna. <laughs> yes, you are, sir. <laughs> then I want a reward. Sir, you can go someplace else and get a reward, but you ain't going out here. <laughs> now, that's how, and it's funny, it is, because you can imagine seeing this person coming out of the sands, think he going down there to get this gold. Met him. And how, man, you missed it. And yet, we are under the guise that at the judgment seat of Christ, where those who are saved will show up, Then we gonna get these. Everybody gonna be showing up for getting the reward. You know what I'm saying? Ain't do nothing except I believe Jesus is my Savior, and I believe He died for my sins. And the Scripture says, "Your works, your actions, what you did." will be tested as by fire. And some of it will be like gold and silver and precious metal, and some are going to be like wood, hay, and stubble. And it's going to get burned up. You won't lose your soul. But you ain't getting no reward for the stuff that got burned up. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the encouragement for us all is to understand when we're teaching it's not teaching because we think people aren't saved it's because you are saved and because God has the purpose and plan 
for our lives to walk out this salvation. That's why we're coming together. To be encouraged. Does that make sense? Amen. Because otherwise, we don't need to be here. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? We don't need to be here. We either need to be out there just telling people you need to be saved. And so you get a world full of people who are, quote, saved because they make a confession. They say they believe in their heart. But there's no follow through. And so their actions are the same. Even though they say, I'm born again. I'm saved. But their actions don't change. And what does that do in terms of a testimony for who God is? Because the person says, well, wait a minute. Why do I have to make a confession about somebody when you live in just like I'm living? What is that all about? Did you follow what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I know that's an odd way to start, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Praise God. Because we're talking about abiding relationships. Abiding relationships. And last time we got together... We talked about, uh, out of John 15, we talked several different things, but one of the parts was John, the 15th uh, chapter. Let's turn there, please. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And, uh, uh, and then we're eventually going to get to 1 John. But right now, just looking at John chapter 15, and uh, in the middle of this, we're going to pray and keep going. Father, we're grateful and thankful for this opportunity to look into your word. We know without a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit, he indeed is the teacher in the body of Christ. And he will instruct us today in your word. So we thank you, Father, for ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to do. And we give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, John chapter 15. And when we got to John chapter 15, look down with me, please, at, mm, I think it's verse 9. So let me get there. And, yes, let's look down at verse 9. Well, let's read verse 9 down to verse 14. Let's read it out loud together. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Now notice there are a lot of truths in this uh, nuggets in these passages. What I want to highlight is, Jesus said in verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, there's no question when Jesus was confronted by that lawyer, and the lawyer asked him, okay, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says that you should love God with all your heart, mind, spirit, strength, etc., right? So and so forth. And the second is like it unto it. Love your neighbor as you, uh, love one another. Love one another. So it's love one another. Uh, but here we see a little, not complete change, but another dimension to the quality of love or the character of the love that God is speaking about. Did you follow what I'm saying? When Jesus says, this is my commandment, in verse 12, <coughs> that you love one another as I have loved you. Now God didn't tell us. He said, love one another. But now you see a dimension on that as I have loved you. That's an awesome thing. Because it means that you're going to have to recognize how Jesus loved you. In order for you to love another person the way he loved you. Wow. See, you could get over if you just heard, love God with all your heart, you know, so forth and so on. And the second is liken unto it, love one another. Well, yeah, you know, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I do love you. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when Jesus says, and my commandment is, love one another. As I loved you. Means you got to get to understand and know how Jesus loved you. And one of the things that's classic in this whole 15th chapter, especially these first these verses we read, was Jesus says in verse 9, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Which means that Jesus understood how God the Father loved him. And could identify that the same way the Father loved me, I love you. Wow. So in the equation 
if we work it back, Jesus says, love one another as I love you. And I love you as the Father loves me. So if that's the case, then it means I need to love one another as God the Father loved Jesus and Jesus loved me. So in order to work out the love toward another as Jesus loved you, you got to go back and investigate how did the Father love Jesus? And how did Jesus love me? Does that make sense? Amen. Wow. That's good. Amen. And a lot of times we just try to get to the one about love one another. As I love you. And I don't want to deal with how the Father loved Jesus. Because first of all, if you don't believe that God is, you can't even begin to operate. Because if you don't believe God is, you don't even have any semblance of the fact that there is a Father. Right? That's right. So you don't even have, you can't even address <coughs> what he's talking about. Yes. That's right. Wow. Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John. Now it's interesting because we know the Gospel of John, at least we believe, the Gospel of John was written before 1 John. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, let's surmise that John, when he wrote 1 John, had really gotten some years under his belt after Jesus' earthly ministry was over in the sense that Jesus had died, resurrected, and ascended, right? And now we have 1 John, or the letter that John penned, which we know as 1 John, being written. Look at 1 John, beginning at the first chapter, first verse. And we're going to walk through some of this, because it's absolutely <clears throat> tremendous, Okay? Let's begin reading at verse 1, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Now, when he says that 
which was from the beginning. What is the that that he is talking about? He just starts off this letter talking about that which was from the beginning. Which we've heard. Well, wait a minute. If you heard it, then what do you hear? When you hear something, what do you hear? You hear sound. Well, what was being carried as sound? The Word. The Word. So we're going to see that what he's talking about, which was from the beginning, is the Word. And here he identifies it as the Word of Life. Now, it's also interesting, turn in your Bible to John the first chapter. The Gospel of John the first chapter. Put something in the first John, because we're going to come back there. But I want us to see how John, though he penned the Gospel of John, he's almost picking up in 1 John from where he started by the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John. Look at John, the first chapter. And he says, as we begin to read, uh, in the beginning, we're at chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So notice when he said back in 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning. So, from the beginning, we know in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there was a fellowship between the Word and God. There was a relationship, you getting it? Yes. Between the Word and God. From the beginning. And then he goes down and says, let's continue to read in the Gospel of John. Beginning at verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Notice, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So now, over in 1 John, let's go back there. In 1 John, when he talks about that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, mm -hmm. which we have looked upon, mm -hmm. and our hands have handled right. concerning the word of life. Mm -hmm. The life was manifested. Mm -hmm. And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That's an awesome thing, y'all. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
So they actually consider the fact, not only did they hear it, not only did they see it with their eyes, they looked upon it and our hands mm -hmm. have handled concerning the word of life. Can you imagine? Just, just get the picture for a moment. Let's just say that Roger sitting up here happened to be Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And he's in relationship with us sitting in here. We see him. We hear him. We can touch him. But he is the word of life. Lord have mercy. So one thing we know. When we look at the equation. Of love one another. As I have loved you. But you can't do that until you understand how the Father loved me. Because the way the Father loved me, I loved you. Well, go back to the Father and you begin to understand that the Father's love was demonstrated by giving the word of life. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. Giving the word of life that could be heard, Amen. could be seen, yes. could be handled. Yes. Amen. Lord have Amen. mercy. Amen. And as far as the word goes, as far as the scriptures go, there's no evidence. Oh. Let's go back Old Testament just for a moment. When Israel came out of Egypt and they went to Mount Sinai and God met them there, told Moses to come up and he gave Moses what we know as the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God. You get the picture. And the folks were, I mean, whew, had to step back. Here we see the demonstration of how God loves us so much until he didn't write this with his finger. He manifested the word of life in the flesh so you can not only see it hear it you can handle it did you understand that's how much he loved us oh Talking about an abiding relationship. A continual relationship. And then it said in 1 John, it came down to a point and said, verse 3, that which we, which we have seen and heard, 
we declare to you why that you also may have fellowship with us. Come on. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Jesus says, I'm telling you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Jesus told the disciples, these things I'm declaring to you, I'm declaring so that my joy may be in you. Well, the joy that's going to be in you comes with what I'm declaring to you. So the word I'm speaking to you, which enters into you, carries with it my joy. Amen. Wow. Wow. And just so you are sure of one thing, your joy is separate from my joy. Come on, Pastor. And your joy can't be full until my joy, which comes with my word, yes. enters you. Yes. Then your joy Hallelujah. can be full. Yes. And here we find John, inspired by the Holy Ghost, penning that which we've seen and heard. We declare to you. That word of life that we saw, that we heard, that we handled, yes. that was manifested to us, we're declaring it unto you so you can have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Lord have mercy. So God's desire is that we have fellowship not just with God the Father, not just with Jesus Christ the Son, but with each other. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Did you get the point? Yes. Because the folk said here, that which we've seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. So you can't have fellowship with God and Jesus without including Come on, you get it? Amen. Without including us. Amen. Amen. So when you think, I've got my relationship with God, and it's a personal relationship. My relationship with Jesus is a personal relationship. Well, God said, through the Apostle John, that we would have fellowship with each other. Mm -hmm. 
and with the Father Amen. and with the Son. Amen. We keep trying to exclude everybody else. And God keeps trying to tell you, no, you can't do that. You can't say you love me whom you've never seen and hate your brother. You lie. Come on, Pastor. Teach. Did you hear what I said? Amen. So folks who keep trying to get off, you know, say, I love God, but I can't stand you. <laughs> Hello. We're going to see this as we walk through first John. Are you getting it? Yes. Man. Wow. And I know some say this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? They said that when Jesus was talking. You remember that? He told me, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And they said, wait a minute. This is a hard saying. We out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gone, y'all. And you notice one thing about Jesus didn't run after them either and say, Oh God, wait, 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 wait. Let me change that for a minute. Let me put that the other way. Let me share with you something else. He turned to the disciples and said, Hey, you gonna go to? And Peter spoke up and said, Where are we gonna go? That's right. We're sure you have the words of eternal life. So where are we gonna go? So in other words, when you handle the word of life, mm -hmm. you've got to be assured that it is the word of eternal life. Amen. And like Peter said, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? There ain't no place else I can go. So I got to conf be confronted with the word of life. And what am I going to do with it? I want joy. Well, you can't have it full and complete without the word. I want peace. You don't have it without the word. That's right. Well, I really want to experience life. Okay. Okay. Well, you ain't going to get it without the word. That's right. So... You can come at it whichever way you want. But you got to have That's right. the Word. That's right. Wow. Amen. Now we've done verse, first four verses. For first four verses. We got a lot more to go. So let's take a few minutes more and go to the next part. Beginning at verse five. Let's read it together. This is the message which we have heard from him. And declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. So they ain't making this stuff up. Did you hear what I said? John didn't make this up. No, he didn't. He said, this is the message which we have heard from him 
who is the word of life that we've seen, heard, and handled, and declare to you, what is that message? That God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, if Pastor Joe just said that, you could throw it out the window, flush it down the toilet, you know what I'm saying, just trample on it and say, get out of here, Pastor Joe. You ain't telling me nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe what you say. <laughs> but the Word said, if we say that we have fellowship with him mm -hmm. and walk in darkness, mm -hmm. you tell a fib. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. He says, we lie. <laughs> and do not practice the truth. Now, wait a minute. You mean I got to practice the truth? Let's go back to the Olympic Games. <laughs> you mean that person who's throwing that shot put didn't just come out the stands and stand down there and say, okay, whoop, and that thing just, you know, or that person who, who, who won the, the, uh, the swimming thing, you mean they didn't just show up that day and got up there and, uh, you know, put on their little skivvies and stood up on the thing and just said, okay, here we go, y'all. <laughs> oh, 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 Gabby, wasn't that Gabby? Yeah. Who did the the, the the runner, you know, the track star? Yeah. Of course, you know, she just flew over there. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Yeah. And got dressed up in this uniform. And went out there and said, okay, y'all, let's do this thing. Gymnastics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. From what I understood, she left her mom and the family and stayed with somebody else's family. For years. So she could train. So she could practice. Did you hear what I said? Now, if you're telling me that the athletes who participate in the Olympics have spent years training for their event. Training, practicing. For us, who say we believe and we've accepted Jesus Christ and we're in the family, I ain't got to do nothing. Practice truth. Would you crazy? Isn't truth supposed to overtake me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Isn't it supposed to overtake me? He's giving me the spirit of truth. Well, the spirit of truth is to guide you. Amen. 
lead you into all truth. Well, wait a minute. If Let's just say that I'm the Holy Spirit and I'm in James. And James is walking, right? And I take James. Come on here, James. Come on here. Am I leading him? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it to me. Am I guiding him? No. Come on, James. Get over here. Shout <laughs> over here. Shout. I said, I take you. What if I say, James, I'm going to go this way. Now, James has a choice. James can sit there and say, you crazy. I ain't going that way. <laughs> James, let's practice truth. Practice. I got time to practice. I got to do what I got to do. Did you follow what I'm saying? So when a person says, I have fellowship with God and walk in darkness, they lie. And do not practice truth. How many have ever heard about practicing truth? I mean, have you ever heard that before? Even those words coming together are foreign. Practice truth. I mean, I can practice basketball. I can practice my card game. I can practice the piano. You know, I can practice almost any kind of thing, right? But talk about practicing truth. That's foreign. <laughs> but if we have fellowship Amen. with the Father yes. and with the Son and with each other, then God says we need to be practicing. Now we understand the significance of what God did when he loved us and manifested the word of life to us. But not only that, when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ, the Messiah. And Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. But my Father revealed that to you. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the church come on. How much did God love us? He was going to put us into an entity called the church. He was going to put us into an entity. Come on, y'all. That had not existed 
loved us. And we begin to find out that this entity called the church would be the body of Christ. Many members, one body. Each joint supply. One body. Oh, that mercy. How much he loved us. Love one another as I have loved you. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Are you, is it coming together a little bit? We're going to stop here. We'll pick up here next time. Remember, God loved us so much that He manifested the word of life, which they saw, they heard, they handled. And now they're writing. To declare unto us what they heard from him. That we would have fellowship together. Amen. With them and with God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that our joy may be full. And if we say we have fellowship with God, in whom God is light, and there is no darkness at all. And if we walk in darkness, and if we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice truth. Wow. See law. 